0: Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the MTG Conflicts Cast. My name is Steven and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, John, Hey. And Chris. Hey. And in this episode, we'll be taking a look at this past week's pro tour very briefly and taking a quick look at what decks we will be playing and what decks we think you should be playing for this upcoming pptq season let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks you piloted and what decks you played against this week chris let's start with you well i'm i'm sure it'll be a surprise to the guys to hear that i played amulet once again wow wow uh this time with the inclusion (laughs) of a single hive mind Ooh. And I will say that Mind did let me win two games that night, so that was pretty sweet. Um, went 4-0 with the deck for the first time in a while. I cannot seem to remember what I played against Round 1, but uh, Round 2 played against Jund, and I was thinking about if this matchup would be a little bit more tough with the inclusion of um, Red Elf, allowing them to pressure you a little bit more. And it didn't seem to play out that way at all. Jun just got mercilessly crushed and uh it was not really much of a game at all. Granted, he uh, opponent did get pretty unlucky. He um fast seized me on his turn two, I believe, and felt that it was very safe to just slam a turn three Leon and plus it, but I had drawn an obstinate Baloth, which was <laughs> the biggest of blowouts, and basically lost in the game immediately by itself. Wow. Um I also managed to steal a match from the Blue Moon deck with Through the Breaches. Okay. I believe in the second game, I had a Rook Thar in play, and my opponent lets it resolve, and then goes end step Through the Breach, taking six, with one mana open. So I take six and spell pierce it? Mm-hmm. So then... He ends up having to through the beach again next turn when I attack them rotard, taking six more damage to put a defensive Imperion into play to block my 6-6. Six, six. Uh, so it actually dealt 12 damage to him anyway. <laughs> and uh ended up being enough with my other random creatures I had laying around. Game three, I think, opponent unfortunately uh made a mistake uh and let my hive mind resolve, at which case at which point he was unable to stop the <laughs> The old green pact uh, interaction.
1: Yeah, everyone watching was kind of surprised when he just says resolves to the pact. We're like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just got the hive mind. He's like, okay, I'm like, all right. Guess this green pact, he's like, trigger it. My hive mind is like, ah, dispel your pact. Like, trigger my hive mind. Dispel your dispel. He's like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't even work that way. Like, wait, doesn't it? Did he try to counter your spell? Or try, to, try co- to counter my spell you like, but it doesn't but his, counter his copy. Yeah, his copy still goes off, even if he didn't cast... Like, but even if you dispel just something else. I just to dispel his dispel anyway. Yeah, it's... Fun fact, with High Mind in play, counterspells get a lot worse. C- counterspells just counter themselves. With the exception of, like, Counterflux, I guess? That'll, that'll ah, get you. Get them all!
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was talking about, man, what if storm was... Was legal and modern. Does it? Do you get to the make? The triggers copy. don't get copied. <clears throat> they all.
0: Oh. Oh. Otherwise, otherwise, I would be insane in Storm, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Grave shot you for a million. Like ah, but I'll Graveshot shot you for a million as well. No, <laughs> Mind first. <laughs> so I play against Merfolk in the last round. Really nice guy. Uh, he asked me beforehand, "Do I have any interest in splitting?" And uh, <laughs> as I've been inspired by John, I literally responded with. No splits, kill them all. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) What a
1: dick. (laughs) I got that from one of the guys that plays at CFB. He
0: plays. I I mean, I didn't say, like, like, hey, you want to spill, like, no. No splits, kill them all. No, no, I wasn't like that. I was like, I I was kind of joking about it. He's like, okay, okay,
1: I'm going to murder you.
0: (laughs) Because I had no idea what he was playing, you know. So I knew I was just going to get blue mooned again or something. I don't know. But, um,. He opens on, uh, he wins die roll, which is a good sign. And <laughs> he opens on good old basic island. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, turn my amulet. And he's like, spell pierce? Like, what? <gasps> what? Gotcha. Am I am I getting got? Am yes. I getting punished? Yes. And then he goes, turn to Aether Vial, pass. I'm like, okay. I just play my second land and pass back. And he draws, takes it to one, and then passes again? Like, no land? No land no, again? No justice. And uh, for those of you keeping track at home, I uh, I put a Reclamation Stage in my main deck a few weeks ago. It's still there. <laughs> it was in my opening hand. So I got to just wreck sage's Vial on my turn three, and he just literally never cast a spell ever again. Oh, sad panda. Dead.
1: Yeah, the guy in question. Cool the guy in question, I love. He he plays all the Aetherwild decks. He just has all of them. He has like humans, merfolk, spirits, uh, allies. I think he plays slivers too. <laughs> he just, he just has the, them like, all. All the like Coco slash like Aetherwild like tribe decks. He just has them. He loves. uh, He loves. I respect that. man. I respect that. Like he's got he's got a, a theme. He likes that kind of deck. Like, he bought some vials
0: that. and wanted to get the get most out of them.
1: It's
0: like, how do yeah. I make these vials take the, make the distance? I don't know. They probably still don't look as rough as my vials. So. Oh, God. Your vials are beat. <laughs> I was like embarrassed playing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, They're yeah, signed I, I, now. I, was... I got them signed. <sighs> Doesn't make it better. Still be embarrassed. Oh, it's awesome. So, I'm I playing. When I was playing humans, right? Um, I'd like the GP and before then, leading up to that, I'm playing John's vials, and one of them is like a lot worse than the other three.
1: <laughs> and I it just like look like the I other. just play the
0: vial on turn, termo- and people like pick it up, <laughs> not to read it, but just to like <laughs> mope a little bit about. <laughs> How hurt they are to see the condition of this poor magical card.
1: Some kid opened that shit in like 2003 and just like ground it into the pavement, obviously. (laughs) Because that thing is super beat. I bought that when I was first getting into Modern and I was like, I need a deck. What is the cheapest version of every card on TCG player? HP? Sounds good to me. (laughs) $2 cheaper? I regret that decision now. Modern card prices have, like, tripled or quadrupled since I bought into some of this stuff. And you make it sound like you were just borrowing my vials, Chris.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so funny thing about that, I'm pretty sure I owned less than ten cards in that deck. Four Phantasm images, two Ancient Ziggurats, and that was about... Yeah. Okay. That's not. I guess that's not exactly true. I did own the the basic planes. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that too. <laughs> and the Horizon Canopies were mine eventually. Well, <laughs> two of them anyway. Eventually, because the original list only played two two Canopies, so I, I went out and bought myself two Canopies to be a team player. Because Johnny Boy didn't have any of them either, and I uh, didn't want to. Didn't really want to borrow the, um, someone's foil future sight horizon canopy for an extended period of time so went on got got some and then it turns out the deck wanted four canopies we so had to borrow two more canopies anyway blah 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 long story short probably only owned uh, 15 or less cards
1: <laughs> it's okay I'm in the same boat I was just looking at how many cards I need for Jeskai on moto and uh I need 50 cards <laughs> <laughs> get
0: wrecked it's okay you can just borrow them from wait i don't own any of those cards either i own no cards
1: that's not true he owns amulet like a, he owns
0: own like... two copies of amulet
1: didn't she? no online didn't she get like uh. the free booster packs or whatever they give you
0: uh, yeah okay so they gave me like two copies of each like comment in the sets i don't know it's really bizarre well just two copies Which is weird, because if there's, like, multiple arts for cards, I have two copies of each art. So I have, like, two copies of two different negate arts, so I have a full playset of negates. Nice! I don't even have that. But I, I only own two. I cannot figure out how or why I own the cards that I own online. I have a lot of lands, though. And all of them are like the uh, full art Bolus lands. Ooh, man, you got sweeter yeah. shit than I did. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I, guess. I think I'm, I think I'm just gonna go buy a new account. Just for the lands, yeah. <laughs> just for <laughs> the, the lands. lands,
1: yeah. I would say we should uh, we should uh, purchase an MTG Conflux account and just leave amulet on it.
0: <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I
1: could, I, uh, I got some EE's online.
0: Speaking of EE, looping EE against Merfolk with the Caddy Ruins is real good. Oh, I bet. I fucking bet. It's also pretty good because uh, their, their, like, hate card, if you will, was um, Dampening Sphere, which happens to be the same CMC as all of their threats. So you just get to ERA everything every single time.
1: Excellent. How
0: are you John, What did you play?
1: I played a spicy number. I played Bant Spirits. I've been wanting to try the deck out for a while. I picked Boo. up a bunch of cards for the deck out of the dollar rare box ages ago <laughs> and they've been sitting in my collection ever since. So I finally got to put my uh, my spirity boys to work. Boo. I ran into a very interesting mix of decks at FNM. <laughs> I played against Grixis Pyromancer, Jeskai, Grixis, and then Jeskai again. So two Grixis decks and two Jeskai decks with my Coco deck. That was interesting. I lost the first round in turns and my opponent was dead on the next turn. It was extremely close game. Um, He ended up having to like animate a tar pit and like basically like swing in Yolo, hope I don't have anything, and I didn't. (laughs) So I could have forced the draw or at least killed him depending on what I had, but I had nothing, so hey! lost in turn four of turns so that was fun and then I beat Jeskai and then I beat Grixis and then I played against Jeskai again good old Kevin was taking a day off from swans wanted to see what this Jeskai Teferi deck was all about and uh also lost in in game three in a very close game got him down to one I believe and he, ah, yes, uh, but, but you stabilize. got crushed by
0: a uh, good old modern staple Ugh. Baneslayer Angel.
1: In two out of the three games, I got destroyed by Baneslayer Angel. <laughs> Solid. I, at one point, copied a Baneslayer with a Phantasmal image, and then <laughs> played a drug skull captain and was feeling real good. I was like, ah, yes, I am safe. Turns out, even though... Phantasmal Image is normally a spirit in this deck. When you copy an angel, it is not a spirit. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but my opponent did.
0: <laughs> and I'm I'm assuming you you soon learned this as well.
1: You made the bad angel go away, and then crashed it and hit me in the face of his. Uh, and then in the third game, I also got stuck on a single white source, so it was just all bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up losing that one, but I felt like I did pretty good considering I was the kind of like fish creature deck against a bunch of control decks full of removal. So uh it was fun. I will not be taking it to the modern PPTQ season, but I think I will be bringing it back to FNM because it is fun and I like it. Also, Coco is sweet. Chris was talking about, oh, you're gonna get that that sick nasty Coco <sighs> variant.
0: sweet? Like uh... Coco
1: is sweet when you hit double drug school, Captain.
0: Yeah, but then sometimes you're just like, "Oh, look, Bird of Paradise in five lands."
1: Woo. I didn't have any of those, Woo. so still the hype is still alive. I think
0: I think Chris is just very unlucky and salty about it. I've actually never cast a collector company in my life. Thank you very much, and okay. um, for good reason, because if my uh, oath of Nissa luck has any indicator of what my cocos are going to look like, then I think I'd best stay away from this kind of effect.
1: This might be the first time I've ever actually played with my playset of Cocos, actually. Fuck. <laughs> it was fun. Enjoyed. 10 out of 10. Did Didn't have to double-check multiple times just how many cards I got to look at, to be sure. Six? I was like, six cards? Six, six, not five. Not Not four? five, it's six. Six? Six cards. That's a good. lot of cards. <laughs> six. Are you sure? Let me read that again. Six cards. Wow. Oh, four or five creatures? Man, this is just wow wow
0: <laughs> and if you're wilding about six cards how much did you get to see off dig through time <laughs> is it seven? Seven? seven.
1: Oh, you still get two of them yeah that card was sweet they should definitely unban that
0: one Under unban dig through time let's do it oh, oh yeah right Teferi oh. untap two lands pass dig through time on your end step oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, that feels oh. good yeah buddy
1: I don't even know if you need that though man dude Teferi search for his content is disgusting Accurate. If you search twice, so you have your draw for the turn, you have your Teferi draw, so it's two cards. And then you search. Search looks at four? Four. And you do that twice? You've seen ten cards in one turn cycle. Yep. Th- that is a lot of cards. Yep, yep, yep. That is a hell of a lot of cards. And you've kept four of them. Four cards. Four cards every turn cycle. How the hell do you beat that? You don't. You don't. <laughs> Newsflash. You just fucking lose unless you're playing Tron. They don't care about what cards they have. Yep. You say, haha, that was cute. Here's this Ulubog. Kiss it. Exile your Teferi <laughs> and your Colonnade. Aha, yeah, weird.
0: Typically Teferi's like, you know, oh Cavsel's loyalty, you have mana up to counter protect him, and Ulubog just doesn't care about any of that sort of stuff. Nah. Unless you have summaries dismissal. <laughs> the card is the card is bad.
1: People would definitely play unsubstantiate before they played that.
0: Some decks do play unsubstantiate, apparently.
1: It does not actually stop Ulamog triggers, though, so...
0: No, it does not.
1: Again! Why don't you have another spin at that? Dissolve.
0: It's like remand, but you don't draw a card. Not dissolve. What are we thinking of? Dislaw. I guess you can't ups- unsubstantiate a uh, Cavern of Souls creature. It's, it still goes away.
1: Remand, not so, not so good in that scenario. Remand, not,
0: not, not as much, no.
1: Still salty about having to remand a Cavern of Souls Smasher to put a token into play, and to draw a card. <laughs> Cycling make a 1-1. Get wrecked. It'll block. Yeah it's got trample!
0: <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't block. Draw a card gain a life. That's exactly what that card read.
1: That's not a good card, that is a bad card. Oh, How about you Steven? What did you do this week? We've been missing you. It's been a while.
0: So I've been actually playing around. I know that the last time I talked, I was going to be playing around with Enso Artifact. And I did exactly that. I've been playing with three Enso Artifact on my main board. And so far, it's been okay. It hasn't been like, there's like one game where it like blew, blew my expectations out of the water in the mirror match opponent. Tax like my opponent's like pretty much ahead on board. Like, the only reason I was playing is because I was just playing to see what else he was he plays in the deck. But he was he was gonna win essentially. He puts me down to two life, but he tax with all of his flying creatures. And I top deck and I have a cranial plating and play it and uh five other four other artifacts. And I have an ink moth nexus and I have like mox Opal land. Island land, so I have just enough to play my top deck and so artifact equip it onto inkboth Nexus and swing with cranial plating uh equipped onto it and swing for ten infect, and my opponent's just sitting there just like, huh, a mistake, huh, interesting, and I mean just we we continue it, and at the end of the match, uh he was like, and so artifact, huh. I was like, yeah, I'm just like playing around with it. And he's like, man, I should have left the flyer I should have left a flyer behind. And I'm like, well, I mean technically no, because who the hell still plays with the soul artifact? Like you you definitely were right to attack w- with everything. There was like no reason to be afraid of anything at that point. I just happened to be playing stupid jank. So what you're telling me is your two mana might of old was real good. It was a good once the rest of the times was mediocre it's like put this on my vault scourge gain five life get fatal push the next turn okay I gained. it was like it was like a two man gain five life or is gain four life. life
1: swing out of affinity like yeah nothing
0: yeah is it worth it <laughs> yeah exactly like it, exactly it was just like most of the time i was like ah, i'd just rather draw two cards or deal four damage either one would have been fine Sorry, so this past week I went undefeated, played against Collected Company Value, played very long, grindy games uh, that were unnecessary, and then I ended up winning with uh, with Edge Champion. Played against Grixis Death Shadow, and I ended up winning my third match with Edge Champion. And then I played uh, Martyr Proc, and I ended up winning with Edge Champion. So I think that Edge Champion might be kind of good. And you know what went, card as champion goes really well with? Cranial Plating and Soul Artifact. Get the fuck out of here!
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you played against Grixis Death Shadow? Like is this a Scooby
0: Doo episode? Like, uh, it, it was a ghost. Yeah, you know what? It was a uh, was this this guy that can, plays it pretty consistently. Kind of swears by the deck, and yeah. But does he do well? He does fine. He definitely plays way. He plays like. Better than most of the players, I think. I would like to think.
1: Man, imagine how well he could do if he was playing a good deck. Uh,
0: uh. Imagine if I he had a real deck. Rip, 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 rip. Yeah, I mean, I just like, I'm so comfortable against that matchup. It's hilarious. Where you're like, go to thirteen, Mike K. Swing for (laughs) thirteen.
1: That deck just doesn't have any good matchups anymore. Yeah
0: uh it did when it was like surprising people it just like isn't that much of a surprise anymore well the meta is way different so yeah and yeah shadow just can't hang with like humans and stuff like humans being the number one deck it's like so bad to be a a shadow player well, how the
1: hell do you beat a hollow one either
0: <laughs> i mean you have like you hopefully wait until turn three to where you can like destroy, deal to, or destroy, make you discard. Kogan's Command does not win the game against Hollow One. <laughs> you don't think so? Nah. No. It's like an inconvenience. I mean, it's good, but it's not like... <laughs> to be fair, there aren't any, like, there aren't... There's, like, maybe one humans player that comes every once in a while, and there are zero zero Hollow One decks. Because I would imagine, like, oh, Burning Inquiry. Oh, yeah, sure, like, the Grixis <laughs> Shadow deck, they can play Grommel Gangler, too, and we just have a bunch of big fishes looking at each other. But one of these decks has flyers, and the other one does not.
1: Accurate. Rooks' stuff does not like flyers.
0: Which is partly why humans is uh, so good. Pay a Mantis Rider, it's like unkillable. It's like, oh, better hope I have a revolted Fatal Push to kill it. Oh, what's that? Fatal Push is uncastle because of Meddling Mage? Great. Guess I'll just die. Guess will just not kill anything <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. My last matchup was against Martyr Proc, which was very interesting. I know you guys have a Martyr Proc player uh, in Sacramento. Can you really call him a player? Ouch. He's Sick like,
1: brunt. he's an embodiment of hate and malice manifested in our game shop.
0: He's actually, um, so that he's converted over to Soul Sisters for the time being because he believes it is a better meta choice. Probably is a better meta choice. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think about such things. Uh, <laughs> that, by, way lies, that way lies madness. <laughs> this, uh, this martyr proc player was, um, pretty confused as, as to why I was still winning after he. Essentially strip mine me out of the game. Listen, that's champion. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Aureoc champion does not deal with that card. <laughs> does not. It's None like the closest do. thing we
0: have to Modern's uh, true name nemesis.
1: Yeah, essentially. That explains why I hate that card so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see anything Cool. So originally, I was going to. My cool deck was going to be Jund Dragons because I saw that uh, that hilarious um tournament report on good old Reddit. But uh, then I remembered that I saw a deck at Effendon which was way sweeter. Way, way, way sweeter. Way sweeter. I and the Jund
1: Dragons deck. Uh,
0: sorry, Jund Dragons. You're just not spicy enough. I saw. The, the guy also went 4 0. Green Black Gitrog Monster. So this guy. This guy had Gitrog monsters in his deck, as well as um, Wayward Swordtooth. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's the n- one of the newer cards from Rivals, I believe. It's a 3 mana, 5-5. Five, five. You can play additional land on each of your turns, and it cannot attack or block unless you have the City's Blessing. But uh, the really interesting part was he was playing Heartless Summoning, so your Wayward Swordtooth actually just cost 1 mana. So you get one mana for four, so that let you play an extra turn or land every turn, and if you have ten or more things, they can attack, which seems you know pretty okay. Seems Um Ramenak Excavator also only costs one mana now, lets you play all your car- your lands from the graveyard, which is pretty sweet with your fetch lands and your extra land drops, and with your Gitrog monster because you get to draw cards, whenever you're fetching. Also played like Azusa to you know play even. More of course it lands. did. Now deck, I know.
1: This deck is so far
0: into Chris's wheelhouse, it's so <laughs> funny. I think he even had Tireless Tracker, because one mana Tireless Tracker's? Why not? Save all that mana, have more mana for your clues. Just grow them out of the deficit of the old uh, Heartless Summoning. Just get to town. Heartless Summoning gives minus one, minus one, right? That is correct. Two two generic discount.
1: Minus one, minus one.
0: Get drug monsters three mana? Dude, I'll
1: just play this in affinity
0: and then just play Chief Engineers. Yeah, just play Harless Summoning in Affinity, then your edge champions cost one. My Arc avengers Ravengers are free. Free? So we're your seal overseers. Ah, ah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Memnite does not net you mana. Not how that works. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty gross though, right? You just like Harless Summoning KCI, or you're just like you just plus two mana for free. Can't even inter- stop the old, the old froggy <laughs> boy. Is my, my sweet deck. Please, please stop. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's take a look at the let's take a quick look at this PT. Uh, this this PT. You mean Pro Tour Basic Mountain. Yeah. This uh. PT, guys.
1: I don't even need the deck list in front of me because I remembered them, and that should scare you. <laughs>
0: This PT guys, you know, I don't Ugh. really know if Patrick Sullivan likes standard, but if he did, how do you think he'd feel about this uh, this top eight? He wouldn't feel blue, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Haha. Only a little blue.
1: dee dabba Uh,
0: so yeah, so uh, six red decks, one Esper deck. Did, did they, they actually like seven print, red decks? Did they
1: print <laughs> Dominaria? Like, I don't think they actually printed Dominaria. Uh, listen. Two, it's like two cards from the set.
0: You mean, there's Chain
1: whirler and Teferi. Like that's it.
0: Uh the mountains.
1: The mountains. <laughs> okay. Got, a few people card. played we one or card two card copies of, of, of the the Czech lands. Fight with fire. Oh uh, yes, I did see one of those.
0: In the sideboard. <laughs> Fight with fire.
1: No, we got, yeah, we, got some,
0: we got some carn action going on. Come on. A little bit of Karn, Karn's son. So, you know, this is just the the good decks, right? This so it a... turns
1: out, when you print lots of really good red cards, red wins a lot. <laughs> Shocker. Hey, is that, is that where the name I comes know. from?
0: What, Shock? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not much else that we can say about this. Uh Chain <laughs> Commander <laughs> was also an MVP in the top eight. It was? Um, it was. How many copies? Well, I don't know how many copies everybody played, but I remember seeing it on camera multiple times. Was it the
1: one guy that played it?
0: It was a mirror match with two Siege Gang commanders. Just one person
1: couldn't cast them. Ah, uh, yes, the deciding factor in aggro matchups everywhere. You know, well, I guess I, they were more mid rangey than aggro, but
0: yeah, I, I just I feel like this Pro Tour is interesting because of the crappy variants that some people got stuck with, where they just needed that one land to cast their five mana spell to win the game, or their four mana spell to win the game. Besides that, it was...
1: You know what card red decks can't play?
0: What's that? Opt. <laughs> that's that's accurate. <laughs> they cannot. Not unless they're a blue-red deck. What I think is a little bit interesting is that I almost would have expected to see a little bit more of Llanowar Elf, right? Because aren't one mana, mana accelerants, like pretty good well it's funny it's funny that you say that because right in the uh in the eight wins slot we have a pair of steel leaf stompy decks that were very happy playing lane Wolves along with a lot of red black midrange and mono red aggro and like if mono red doesn't shock your guy you just play turn two steel leaf champion like isn't that really good against the red decks it is really good, but when everybody's playing shock, it's kind of hard to win three shocks. Even then, even then, right? You play your you play your big dude. You're getting outclassed pretty quickly by a bunch of little dudes. And Soulscar Mage is like a sh- sh- really strong card against against all of the elf decks, all of the green decks would win some elves or one whirly boy. Yeah, I think I just think Skull Soul Scar Mage is kind of the card that put all the red decks above
1: SoulScar? Mm, I don't know, man. I feel like it's more like rekindling Phoenix and Hazaret.
0: So so I think without SoulScar, you don't really have game against the Steel Lee Snoppy deck. And I don't think you have game against the Black Green Constrictor deck. And I don't think you have game against any of the other creature based decks because SoulScar Mage lets you put counters on your on your opponent's creatures and make your creatures outclass their creatures and then and then after after all of that all you have to worry about is control and control has a really hard time keeping up with your turn one turn two turn three turn four creature anyways without souls cards i think it might be a little more difficult for for these red decks to to block out the creature based decks
1: i'm gonna guess i'm like i don't want to like minimize the card's impact it's a good card but like I don't think it's the card making the deck.
0: Okay. I can see yeah. your point though. I mean we saw Chainruler just slot right in, in the spot of the rampaging Ferocidon, And Chainruler seems just pretty insane, right? Like in the even in the mirrors, like it just comes into play and kills all your opponents like Earthshaker Kenneras and Beaumont Couriers and stuff. I if you have Soul Scar Mage, it puts a minus one minus counter on all your opponent's creatures. Yeah, just like slaying nerds left and right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That card's really gross.
0: God. So how do you feel about this, uh, the, good, the, the good old, I think Sam was talking about it a little bit, the blue-white Teferi deck that just doesn't have a win con. I think the, that deck's dumb. The win con is just like, you're going to mill out because sadness. you're eventually just going to run out of cards and you're never going to do anything, but I'm not going to mill out because I'm going to minus my own permanence with my Teferi. That's so dumb. I hate that. I hate that. That strategy just makes games go on forever for no point. The point is that they win, Steven. You you literally can't fit a slot for one creature to close the game out. Why would you do that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, you know, just in case your opponent was getting close to milling out, you can just, like, memory from the graveyard and just fill up the the old deck again. <laughs> you don't think this deck looks like a blast to play? I think it looks miserable to play and play against. Look, and then you can, like... You just yeah. have to sit there the whole game And just like And
1: squeeze the life out of your opponent Watch the light dim from their eyes Counter
0: You counter, thought you
1: came here to have fun
0: Draw Counter Yeah you deck your mouth by teferi. pulling all the lands out of their deck With just four copies of settle the wreckage Mmm Play my teferi Settle the wreckage Counter 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 <laughs>
1: Sounds delicious to me,
0: yeah, I see no problem here.
1: <laughs> we are an entirely different type of sadist about okay okay Steven. see see
0: look, 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 look in in the sideboard in the sideboard we have some some of dawn bringers and for history of ben benalia now you say that yeah yeah but that's because that's because after game 1 your opponent takes out all the removal I mean not anymore because now everybody knows the strategy but at the time are you going to keep like, in creature removal for my history of Benalia? Now, now they're just like oh I'm going to take out all these fatal push and removal spells and just bring in more creatures or more whatever and now I'm just going to play and now the blue player just gets to play all these sweet white creatures like Gideon of the Trials <laughs> deck is lame Lame, you're just a hater. If, if I were to play stand right now, this is definitely what I would want to be playing. <laughs> no thanks. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sit down, get yourself comfortable, settle in. To give you even more insight as to how much of a grind fest this deck wants to be, it's playing an Arch of Orkaza. Oh, that card's sweet. City's Blessing. Test for Carlos. Tap five mana. Tap it. Draw a card. Activate this ability only if you have the City's Blessing. Dude, Jim Davis played that in like, his ramp deck ages
1: ago. card was sweet. Six mana draw a card. He's playing, like, what? Hour of Promise, I think, is the green one. <laughs> ramp yourself a little bit. Get some zombies.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Some zombies. Well, it's like plus four to
1: city's blessing, right?
0: Yeah, you can at your opponent so they can mill out before you.
1: Oh, okay, that's my deck of the week. By the way, <laughs> my cool deck. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you finish real quick. But I saw the coolest deck. <laughs> I'll let you time. finish. But
0: Ipnu-Rivulet was the coolest deck of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Just go ahead. So so happening this week. I walk over, and someone has. Another player locked out with a uh, a instaring uh, bridge. You know nothing too uncommon about that, except for how he was doing it. He had a bottled cloister in play. I don't know if you guys have seen this one before. I think it's from original Ravnica. Basically, you like at the end of your turn, you uh, exile your hand underneath it <laughs> until your next turn, and then you draw two cards. Uh, or you draw a second card on your uh, on your turn. So your hand is safe from pesky, you know, thoughts, these effects, Vendilion clicks, yada yada, during your opponent's turn. And you have zero cards in hand for that bridge. Hmm. So he had that. He had a pile of <laughs> welding jars. And then he had an Ipnu Rivulet that he was replaying every turn, courtesy... Of a crucible of worlds. And he was milling that his... foul. He was filling his opponent out with the same Ipnu rivulet over the course of like a billion turns. And it took the guy so long to scoop. I don't know what he was hoping what he thought his out was, because he just had a bunch of he just had a bunch of welding chars in play. Like I don't know what like, what helps there aside from like Shatter Storm. oh god it was filthy i loved it that was that was my sweet deck of the week 10 out of 10 would watch again
0: that sounds so boring
1: oh it was sweet there's like a crowd of people watching everyone was like oh oh so dirty so filthy
0: oh anyways let's let's talk about what deck you want to play for this pptq season yeah so i think I think the uh, this is uh, probably the most interesting conversation about what deck we should play with respect to John. I think the the deck that you're playing, Steven, is probably pretty uh, pretty dialed in. <sighs> I don't. What are you? What what, what flavor are you is he going to play, Chris? What are you implying? I guess the question is, what variation of affinity are you going to decide to play?
1: <laughs> this is a man. This is a man who's decided he's going to eat jelly bellies every day for the rest of his life. But you know what? They got a lot of flavors of jelly belly. Listen. Listen. The problem is she just eat buttered popcorn jelly bellies every goddamn day.
0: <laughs> listen. Amulet's on the table. Jund is on the table. It shouldn't be. You're not gonna play t- We all know you're not gonna play Jund. I mean not if you not if you wanna win. Amulet's definitely on the table. One hundred percent. Because it's the only other deck that I own online, so I can actually practice with it.
1: I don't believe you because you haven't even bought all the cards. Do you actually own the the deck online?
0: <laughs> oh, online? No, I was like, I was like, no, yeah, I, def- I definitely, definitely lack own commitment. All the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I lack the $300 of commitment.
1: <laughs> that's how much you're missing. Yeah,
0: there's a lot. It is a lot. That is a lot. No of way. Deck. No, that's a lie. I mean, that's, that's like more a, than the deck a, costs all by like y- all together. No. I'm, uh, I lack the hundred dollars of commitment, I think. Is it a hundred? Two hundred? It's one or two hundred. One of the two. Doesn't even know. Doesn't... L- I don't even know. Lacks That's, that's how little commitment there is. Listen, guys. Listen.
1: You should have a sticky note on your computer with, like, a list of cards you need. And there should be crosses, like, which should be, like, marked out as you've gone through and acquired the cards you're missing. Like a I little a smiley paper. face at the bottom next to the Engineered Explosives.
0: I don't need them in I don't need them online if I have them in paper. I don't believe that but sh- <laughs> <laughs> the silence the silence is damning. Uh, okay l- listen it'll either be Affinity or Amulet. One of the two. But I'm not sure. So I what think, would make you go towards one or the other? Uh, I think it would depend on what I see the, the online meta do. because I've, I've noticed that a lot of the times the online meta seems to be like not 180, but pretty close to bizarrely different from what uh, from what the paper meta does. For example, right now if you look at MTG Goldfish number one, it's humans, mono green tron, just guy controlled jund. Oh, that's just, f-
1: that's just not a real meta, that's why the numbers are all fucked because Wadseed he- Screwed with their data.
0: Exactly. So I feel like what the real top decks are is like Humans, Affinity, Hollow One, Mardu, Pyromancer. I feel like those are the top four decks right now, which makes me pull more towards not playing Affinity because I feel like Humans and Hollow One have really good game against Affinity. It's funny. I would say the
1: same list, but with no Affinity. You think so? And Just Guy instead. I don't, well, I, don't know.
0: I, I think that locally here in, in Sacramento, um, there's a kind of abnormally low number of affinity players. And so I think when we go to, like, GPs and stuff, there's definitely a lot more affinity running around there than at, like, the, the more localized tournaments. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I feel like affinity is a pretty pretty common list to be in, like, the top eight decks at a GP or a pptq like i think back in the twin the twin era uh like any event in like berkeley or something was like way oversaturated with, with twin players right yeah mm-hmm. oh definitely where it was like where it was like 50 to 60 percent of the decks were all twin it was a good time it was a great time <laughs> it was the best of times <laughs> it was the worst of times uh so I don't did know. nothing wrong it didn't. It didn't do anything. It didn't deserve it. It did not deserve it. In a field of 50-60% to 60% splurring to win, Summerloom was a perfectly legitimate magical card. Seeing as it was the only deck at that fucking tournament. That's what pisses me off about it. It was the only copy of that deck at that tournament. It was a good deck. It didn't need a ban.
1: It did. I can't imagine how good that deck would be if Summer Bloom was still legal. No,
0: because because it's the ceiling's so high on it. Like, like you can't just pick it up and win. You need, like, months of practice. Yeah? Yeah. I would know. Didn't win my first amulet game until, like, two months into having the dumb deck. You know why? You know why it took you so long to win a game? Because you don't have Summer Bloom. Exactly. (laughs) Or a bunch of other cards that are legal. (laughs) The the deck has a high ceiling. I think it would have been fine. You either you either raise the IQ of all the top players, or you you just have one person that smashes all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Summerblue made the deck very easy to like. There's the very the very simple. I play a Titan. It attacks you. You probably can't beat it. You lose. And Summer Blue made those lines very 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 easy, easily accessible. Now, without access to that wonderful sorcery, you actually have to like kind of work for your your wins. That's a whole hell of a lot harder to play than in the. Oh yeah, it's it's insanely hard to play this deck. you Kidding me? The sequencing? But would you? I don't know what you're talking about. Would you be willing? Incredibly easy. (laughs) Would would you switch off between different decks during the PPTQ season? Yeah, I think so. Like, would Um, you play Amulet one week and then everyone's like packing Blood Moons and garbage? Like, ah, screw that! And then next week you're going to play Affinity instead. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking of, like, so I don't have a car anymore, so I don't get to go to like other cities to to play PPTQs. Um, I'm pretty much limited to whatever I can get to by subway or by my skateboard. So I'm guessing that the amount of players that that are in the same boat is pretty high in this area. So I'm guessing I'm going to be seeing a lot of the same players that I see at FMs or at bigger events. Pretty frequently, so I'm guessing that if I do well consistently, hoping I do well consistently, people will just be like, "Ah, this kid does well consistently." I'm gonna come prepared. <clears throat> I'm gonna pack a couple blood moons in my sideboard because it, it's a catch-all. It's not—it's not only against this player; it's, it's against everything else. But it specifically doesn't—it lo- doesn't—it helps me not lose against amulet. Whereas before, in Connecticut and in Sacramento or in the Northern California region, uh, it was more like. I'm going to drive two hours this way and two hours that way. And I'm not usually, I'm going to see like one to two people that are in that I've, that I've seen before. But the judges are always the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah <laughs> always like, the same the crap? judges.
1: Like, <laughs> I feel like I could get on a rocket ship to the moon, attend a PPTQ
0: with and say, aliens like, and like, <laughs> the same judges would be there. Oh, what's up Travis? How's it going? Yeah, it's like we we go to the GPs in LA, Portland, same judges. Yeah, yeah, the the uh P, the GP that we had in Hartford. So like so like three, five like three to four Sacramento judges, plus I saw some of my Chico friends over there like, what? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Spending way too much money traveling to play Magic the Gathering. I know, it's insane. Not that I can talk, but <laughs> Just drive, drive uh, four and a half hours to the middle of bumfuck McNowersville, get second, drive home alone.
0: <laughs> it's, it's fine. Oh uh, God, John was just like the unluckiest of boys. Unlucky, like, how many top boy. eights or fours did you get that season? I think four. Yeah, like four top eights, and you just never converted.
1: Feels bad. That's <laughs> fine. Bantel Drowsy was a hell of a deck, and everyone insisted on playing Jess Guy, which was a terrible decision. Well, don't you
0: hate that when you're just like this? Is, why would you play the, that that It's the worst meta call on planet Earth. I mean, it was after, after they
1: fucking destroy you. Oh no, Eldrazi crushes just guy, or at least oh. he dead then. Like it was just like a free, it was like a free win basically.
0: That's how I felt in that one GP. Uh, we're getting so far off topic. I, I went to this PPTQ playing Affinity, and everybody's playing Eldrazi Tron, and I was just like, well, "Wow, this is the easiest PPTQ we've ever attended." Well, and then, then she like, went... Uh my last I didn't did I drop a game? Oh my my top eight was against uh <laughs> my top i my top eight was against Abzan. Lingering uh, Souls. <laughs> linkering Souls it's a great card. <laughs> Be good. Lingering Souls is a great card. Oh, they were playing Wilted Abzan too. So not only were they one ones, they were also two twos at some point. God.
1: God I've thrown away so many PPTQs now that I think about it. There's the one where uh, I was on Esper Shadow Crest. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And I died to a Steve.
0: <laughs> Steve <laughs> Actually that was a GPT.
1: Was it a GPT? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, you're right. Remember because I, I was playing a ham so the that, that GPT season RAP GPT is you'll be missed. Um <laughs> GPT season was was super fun because You could play garbage. Like I, I, Esper Shadow <laughs> Well, it's because I won my buys the very first GPT I played, which meant for the rest of the season I just got to play literal ham sandwiches, and <laughs> it was fine. There was there was no risk in mean like losing out on buys because I was playing a, a a poorly positioned deck or whatever. Like that's when I played Esper Dragons at the GPT. It went undefeated in the Swiss. My God! Oh yeah, that's the that was the the same tournament. I also
1: played Esper Dragons and didn't win a single game.
0: Correct. So, yeah, that, that season I played Esper Dragons in Top 8. I played Eldrazi Stompy in Top 8. I played Amulet in Top 8. I think there's some other stupid deck I played in, in Top 8. Swans? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just played, like, whatever I wanted in Top 8 anyway.
1: So Spin it was the pretty wheel. Great. Oh, God, yeah. I've played against Bring the Light Scape Shift. Sorry, what were we
0: talking about before this?
1: <laughs> just, just get murdered by a Steve.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. What deck am I playing? <laughs> my undying shame (laughs) so i'll be playing affinity and amulet one of the two we'll figure it out later so so affinity so affinity but i'll bring both decks i'll 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 bring
1: you i'll bring both decks i'll believe you the day you fucking bothered to a buy ees online or b ask me to borrow them i did ask you my I, DMs are open. I have not gotten any messages saying Dude, hey, I asked you hey, and you said you were you were using them. Hey, I'm online. Can I borrow any E?
0: I asked you. You said
1: you were using them. You only asked, what? If that. Anyways. He lacks commitment. The student the student is untrained.
0: So Chris, what are you playing? I'm gonna be playing Amulet. stop Stompy. Oh wait, what? So I I I think that some people out there may give the cast flack because we spend a lot of time talking about Amulet. But! Those people are wrong. Um, I, I <laughs> think that- <laughs> Fuck those people! Specifically! <laughs> you know who you are. I think that Amulet is underrated, currently. I think the deck is a lot better than, than people give it credit for, um, especially post-ban. And granted, the deck has not gotten any easier to play. It's gotten much more difficult. And the uh, the deck itself has kind of changed a little bit to be a little bit slower and more interactive than the uh, the summer bloom variant that it used to be. But just even even if we ignore the fact that nobody seems to have any idea how to properly play against the deck, I think the deck is actually just it's just good. The deck is actually just good. And sure, you get completely hosed by Blood Moon, but I mean. No It's kind uh, of what that. modern is, right? Yeah, you can, you can say the same about a lot of different decks. Like, Affinity gets kind of destroyed by Stony Silence. Dragic gets destroyed by Rest in Peace. Like, I don't know. There's, there's plenty of linear decks that just lose to one single sideboard card out there. And, and, I, and I even think, then, Amulet doesn't like totally lose to Blood Moon. Like, you still have out. There's yeah, just not a lot of copies of Blood Moon playing outs. right now either. Our local store is like I think oversaturated with Blood Moons compared to a, a wider meta. I agree. I, I would. It, I, I'm not even there, and I agree with that. It also depends on the week, right? So some weeks there's like two pawns of players, and then some weeks there's like you know everyone's like last week everyone was playing Jeskai and Grixis for some reason.
1: I don't know where the hell these Grixis players came from.
0: One guy's like, I just finished the
1: deck. I was like, huh, <laughs> why? Why are we playing? This is this is
0: unfortunate. <laughs> And so, so when I saw the uh, the guy who got second place in the GP, taking a reclamation stage, and I wanted to try it out, it's actually been pretty good. Not only in bamboozling your opponents' game one blood moons that they think they just get an auto win, but it hits just random, it just his random things sometimes. Yeah, it just uh, like picks up picks up a little a bit of the scantar. slack. Yeah. And because it's just a one of like you you, you the times that, the amount of times you draw. Your one of rex sages and it not do anything are not very high but it's there if you need it and you can always board it out game two if you if you don't want it but fairly frequently it, it ends up staying in you also yeah. play another one your sideboard right i do not i'm playing just okay. in my 75 i have additional answers to blood moon in the board but they're not in the form of more reclamation Sages. yeah i don't know i i just a lot of decks are really poorly positioned to handle primeval titan there's not a lot of like heavy counterspell decks running around and if there are, they're usually slow. Like the the new Jeskai deck with Teferi in it, it doesn't actually have that much counter magic. It only has like what, a couple logic knots and cryptic commands.
1: Three logic knots, four cryptic commands, generally yeah. speaking. So it doesn't
0: have any remands or mana leaks or any of that kind of stuff. Which means the odds of you getting value out of your turn two or three Azusa are actually pretty good. Provided you don't play a triggered land on the first additional land like a pleb. It's like, if you know what you're doing, you can navigate your way through against decks like Jeskai very, very easily. The Jeskai deck with Taveri is not going to be pressuring you nearly as fast as one with Mantis Fighters in it, right? So you can kind of just dirtle around until you find or transmute for your Cavern of Souls, at which point the game is pretty, like, it's really hard for them to win. Last last Friday, I assembled the, the Wombo combo of Cavern of Souls naming Construct, <laughs> Walking Ballista, and Academy Ruins. And against like a, a deck like Jesuke, like, I don't know how they ever beat that, right? They don't. Because they're not even playing like Field of Runes anymore, right? Their their man is like too too greedy. They played two. Two? I don't know. I think the the deck is surprisingly well positioned. I'm I'm still not in love with my, my Hollow One matchup, but I haven't really played it all that much. But Hollow One's also a deck that really just can't effectively deal with the resolved primeval evil titan speaking of what you say is uh, popular what do you think people should be playing what do you think the decks that they should be thinking about counteracting with and what do you think are their best options to be playing at the moment that's not like amulet <laughs> uh, most people would agree that the best deck currently is humans and it's kind of hard to argue that someone should just not play humans, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I played humans for a while and I ultimately kind of stopped playing it because A, I didn't actually own any of the cards, (laughs) and B, it's ultimately not my style of deck at all. Um, These kind of small, either-vile go-wide, attack-your-opponent decks are just not what I like to Mm do, and so I think I suffered a little bit there. The, The humans deck is just... Really good. It's just really good. You you have plenty of answers for the spell-based decks with Thalia's and Freebooters. And against the other creature decks, if you have an unanswered champion, it just gets huge. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. And Reflector Mage is insanely good in the creature mirrors. Yeah, Reflector Mage helps you, helps you get that. Like, you have a pretty great edge against the spell-based decks with Aether Vial and cavern of souls and even meddling mage just naming a counter spell or removal spell but reflector mage definitely definitely puts you ahead in the creature matchup saying that i'm gonna i'm gonna put take this card put it in your hand and lock it in your turn lock it in your hand for a turn it's just it's really powerful i mean there's a human for every occasion yeah Yeah. (laughs) like against the control decks athalia is really good (laughs) Rebooter is pretty good too I guess the creature deck. like Hollow One or whatever. Uh, Mantis Rider is really good as is Reflector Mage. Um, if you just need to race, you can have these draws or you just have like Champion into Thal's Thalzutena, and Phantanhas will image my Thalzutena and just kill them really quickly. The deck just, it the, the, the biggest problem I think with the deck is that you don't have any selection, right? So you sometimes draw the wrong half of your, your humans. You drew booters when you wanted to draw Mantis Riders. That kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But um, you get to play four copies of Horizon Canopy. Four. All of them. As many as you can. And they're on color. I don't know. The, I think you'd be silly to, to go to a PBTQ and play a deck that you just think is an absolute dog to humans. Which is probably why no one's playing Shadows anymore. Because... There's going to be someone playing humans at your D So if you have no idea what you want to play at all, I would say just just play humans. The deck's pretty good. I don't think it's so difficult to play that uh you need to practice it for an extremely long time, like you might with an amulet. Um but that said, uh type play is definitely rewarded on with humans. Um, you can <laughs> but, but even if games. But even then that deck is so powerful that thing. type plate doesn't even matter sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does, right? So, like naming the like because it has yeah, a meddling mage, in yeah. it, right? So naming the right card with meddling mage can sometimes make or break your your exactly. Gains. So if you're an expert meddling mage namer, then you're going to do better than you know some guy who has no idea what he's doing. I mean, you might almost be better off just not playing meddling mages if you just have no idea. That's that's a comp- that's a hundred percent accurate. You should just right. be playing something else. And that's not necessarily objectively incorrect, right? I, I don't
1: know if I agree with that. But if
0: okay, if you've never played modern before,
1: you shouldn't be playing humans.
0: Why not? Just take all these value mages and play more. You can, you aggressive can You're probably aggro literally your put them into the sideboard the and just some have a, somebody tell you when you play against Storm, play this like bring in these cards. Just give them Tron.
1: Is Tron better than humans for someone that doesn't know what the hell they're doing? Probably. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Mm. Sometimes you see like I'm gonna play this corn plus? <laughs> like Stakes opponent goes made. like Electromancer Pass, you're like, Karn plus? Like, uh <laughs> sure I'll get rid of this land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would probably tell you to. Maybe, maybe, games. maybe we are over exaggerating, just a smidge. Just a smidge. We we no, never. Never. We never never. never, never ever. We
1: are definitely not prone to hyperbole on this uh, cast.
0: But yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment. Humans is is where you should be at. Where she, where you should be at. If you don't know where you want to play, and if you can't afford that, then I mean, humans is a very. It, it's a deck that doesn't share cards with a lot of other yeah. decks. So if you're not in it already, you're probably a far way away. Probably better off with like with hollow the four one? cavern of souls.
1: Either hollow. It's also hollow one or. Affinity?
0: Mm. Hollow One suffers a similar um, sort of scenario where a lot of the cards in it aren't usable in other decks. Like, is there any other deck you see playing Flameblade Adept? Goblin Lord. Or Flame Wake Phoenix? Yeah, I guess so.
1: Humans is the <clears throat> most expensive top tier deck, top tier. Other than Jund. Which is surprising, because Jund used to... Jund in my head is still like the Holy Grail of decks. Oh, Jun is head and shoulders about the other two. Oh, okay.
0: No. <laughs> Don't get me wrong.
1: Like, we're talking like a six hundred. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cat.
0: But Despite many people saying that Liliana Veil vale is not actually very good right now in modern. It's
1: because she's eh, it's not that great. She might be getting better though, because Jess Guy is, is coming back.
0: Okay, so so then I would say your next best bet is like Burn or Mardu Pyromancer. I would definitely say Mardu Pyro. I mean Burn I I just, I don't like Burn as a deck because it feels like Burn is only so good. Burn is never any better or any worse. I don't know. Burn never gets new cards, I I feel like. So uh, it it just depends on how dirtily everyone else is deciding to be.
1: Burn's ceiling is not super high, but its floor is actually surprisingly low. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. A bad a bad burn player can be quite bad. <laughs> I agree. I mean I think playing the deck at a really high level is not the hardest endeavor, but you can definitely get some pretty poor results compared to other decks, I feel like, if you don't know what you're doing. Just pointing everything at their face is not going to get there as often as you need it to. And you know it always has the rap for being the no skill deck, but I don't think that's... Necessarily true,
0: but I mean, like I don't know. Playing a, a deck with four Searing Blazes seems pretty good if everyone's going to be <laughs> playing humans, right? That is, <laughs> that is true. I mean Bird's always an option, but I, I would be very hesitant to recommend. Maybe own. I'll play that, um but maybe that may be a
1: personal bias. We could use some more salt on the cast, Steven. I can't wait for you to get wrecked by some random Dragon Claw. that would be great. Sun Droplet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Why? Why maybe, are you playing? Maybe, maybe I will play Bird next week. Oh, an FM. I mean, you're free to throw away money as you please. <laughs> you just you like already have end thrown of turn Skullcrack
0: crack you and they go in response nourish. Nourish. <sighs> I'm <laughs> frowning. I'm making a heavy frown right now. Or you'll play against that martyr prot guy and just be really upset.
1: <laughs> no, man, he's going to play rampaging for us. Yeah, around. there you go. We cool. We cool. Yeah, that's it. Fuck yo, sisters.
0: But I don't know. Like like there's there's a there's a viable modern deck for most archetypes right so if you want to be like a the creature aggro deck humans is obviously a very mm-hmm. good choice mm-hmm. if you want to play more reactive this new jessica deck looks fairly mm-hmm. promising if you want to play combo that one's probably a little bit tougher i think storm is probably still the best spell-based combo deck right now but with humans being as big as it is i think that's a little bit of a, a little bit of an ask mm-hmm. to get there with storm yeah i mean See, i the- i wouldn't i i don't I wouldn't really go running around recommending amulet to random people. I would, so I can beat them. <laughs> they just kind of look at you like, "What?"
1: <laughs> I guess this is worth talking about. Speaking of the hunt for the deck, something I've been, I've been on. Uh, I sat down and, and played. Is it two games, Chris? Two games of amulet at FNM between rounds. Oh yeah, your, your watchful eye. <laughs> and did you do awful? Yes. Did Chris yes, want to yell did. at you every time you touched your? Every time you touched the cards. Game one was much worse than game two, I feel like. Not necessarily because I learned, but because just the texture of how the game played out. (laughs) I mean um, John
0: did a thing that literally would have killed him, except for his opponent didn't see it. Oh that was awesome, yeah. What did you like? That was great. Cast a pact with like
1: two Opponent had opponent had Lilyolt up and could have taken me off of double
0: green. Wow. Wow. And or four mana. (laughs) So your choices are Double green or four mana, but you can't have both. <laughs> wow! Opponent, what the heck? It's uh. okay, John's still lost. Oh, <laughs> never mind.
1: I was pa- I packed it for an azusa, I believe. Yes, that was a bad game.
0: I mean, hey, uh, I can't give you too much flack for it. Like I've definitely gone and it for something, and then I think I've, I I fetched basically all the correct lands in
1: game two except for. One scenario that Chris slightly disagreed with, right? You would
0: have gotten a. You uh, would have vested at a different land, I think. Well, game two, you were basically allowed to go. To just play land go for like eight turns. And then just play a titan that you drew off the top. And then now that was like good enough. Solid.
1: Yep, that was fun. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? That deck is. is hard.
0: <laughs> deck is real hard. Holy shit. So, uh, how close were you to 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 signing up to play that for your PPT season? Me? Yeah, I thought about until it until you touched um, the cards and you actually played with it for a minute. No, no, this is this is oh, this okay. is afterwards. This is this
1: is at dinner afterwards. I was I was bemoaning the fact that everything is terrible. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'll I'll lay out. I have I have a I have a uh, a doctrine about the modern format right now that I'll, I'll lay out for everybody. I have a very firm belief about the format. Humans being the only exception that springs to mind mostly because it is such a synergistic deck I believe that if your deck does not have one of the three following cards it's shit. That's a bold statement. Those cards are 1. Serum Visions 2. Faithless Looting and 3. Ancient Stirrings If you are not playing one of those three cards your deck sucks. Does it? Get over it.
0: (laughs) Um...
1: Yes, it does. I don't disagree. Either. Unless it's humans. I was
0: going to say, humans definitely doesn't have any of those cards.
1: That's why I said humans being the one exception. Neither does
0: affinity. Uh, and, it, m- and affinity yeah. has good game against most of those decks. Not just guy. Not just guy, you're right. Not not just guy.
1: How good is your humans matchup, really? It's
0: pretty good as long as you're more aggressive than they are. How often does that happen? Uh, you just have to mulligan. Like, like if you keep a hand with, like, three two drops, you're probably not going to win. Whereas if you keep a hand with 3-1 drops, you're probably going to win. How do you feel about Mardu Pyromance? <sighs> okay, let's, let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason why the illness in the ranks has crept right back into my sideboard. Yeah. Wow. That's a, wow. It's going deep. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> so we'll say from being on the human side of the if any matchup, uh, those game ones feel really rough. Because you have a lot of these um, Thalias and things that seemed really bad. Uh, Thalia, Garden of Three have been not really the best against um, Arcbound Ravager. <laughs> or Edge Champion. And Steel Overseer. Or Champion. Like, every time I played against Affinity on humans, I felt like my opponent just had a turn one or turn two Steel Overseer, and I just got absolutely destroyed. And there's nothing that I could have done about it. That seemed accurate. Like some people say, oh well, you have freebooter. It's so good. It's like it, you know. It's a one. It's a one power flyer. It's so good against finish. Don't is get it me wrong. Though? It's an issue, but is it good? Like it's usually not taking any card <laughs> Like out of cranial hand. plating Isn't no? I guess like galvanic glass. Maybe if if it's open. If it's there.
1: Hey man, they're playing a two mana one one. Clearly,
0: your two mana one two is much better. And like vault scourge is insane. Lifely, yeah. like, like a cranial plating of all is like unbeatable. It literally for your for in that matchup, yeah, hands down. So, oh, I hope I draw like oh, I drew a man to block it, sweet, and just like gal blast it, hit you again anyway. Like, or like, rip. oh man, you know what card <sighs> or is like a a human? Ravager,
1: harsh mentor. Yeah, what does that card do? He's very harsh.
0: He, uh, he, <laughs> oh no, I'll pay two, I'll take two damage to equip my cranial plating, slap, gain seven. Ooh. It does stop. It does. Ooh. It does pretty much nullify Art Brown ravenger triggers unless the person's going to win. Something so, they probably don't have problems doing. Yeah. I that. had my opponent play a harsh mentor against me, and that harsh mentor dealt eight damage to me in one turn. That's the turn that they. Dumped. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I just don't activate anything until I know I'm going to win. Like, oh look, I'm at one life. I'm going to attack her lethal. Oh, look at that. Weird. Like, oh, two life to transmute. That's fine. Two life to give it haste, that's fine. Two life for double strike, that's fine. <laughs> Acceptable. So, what what are you gonna be playing this PBTQ season, John? Are you still? Is the jury still out? Uh, it's it's in the the
1: final stages of deliberation. Uh, I'm leaning pretty heavily towards Jeskai control at this point, mostly because it is an archetype I have a lot of experience with and I feel comfortable playing with. Um, I have a hard time putting down the card selection and the counter spells, honestly marty pyromancer i feel like i have been losing a lot to my mana which is not a place i like being just sky decks just have a lot more ways to control the top of their deck with search for his canta just play four colors and uh serum visions
0: just play four color
1: <laughs> i have played it before it's surprisingly resilient against blood moon for a four color deck but uh, i think it's just a little too fragile it kind of feels like a glass cannon in a lot of ways yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Search for His Canta is just an insane card, uh, and Teferi is also very impressive. I'm pretty pretty happy with that card from what I've seen. Pretty pretty far in favor of that deck at this point. Uh, you guys had me kind of kind of thinking pretty hard about Amulet. The deck meets my um, my criteria for modern. One criteria, in fact, that Jeskai doesn't really meet. That criteria is your deck should have a free win in it. You should have a oops I win button. Uh, Jeskai does not have that.
0: It does, kind of, Teferi Ultimate. That is not an I won. That is an I oops, won.
1: I won. There was, that shit was premeditated. They're sending <laughs> you to jail. There's no surprise about that one. That's pretty funny. <laughs> You're doing time for that one. <laughs> the deck is powerful, it's just glacially slow. I was talking with a friend, and he wasn't crazy about secure the waste in the deck. And I was like, I don't know, secure the waste is pretty cool, it's really flexible, but when you can play it... I watched a decent amount of Jonathan Rossum's stream that he did recently, and my impression is the deck does. in In a world where you don't go to time, uh, you do not need secure the waste in your deck, or at least not in your main deck. I don't think it's worth the main deck slot in a in a world without
0: going to time. Secure the waste is one of those cards where like you don't really even need to like if you have it in your opener. Think of it basically as a mold six, and If you ever get the option to discard it, it is the first card you discard, and then later in the game you just play a snapcaster mage and you do it for 10.
1: Yeah, I just don't think the deck really needs any help winning once it has the game locked up. Like once the deck has the game locked up, like you're killing them with a Snapcaster Mage or a Colonnade or like random incidental burn. Like, I don't think you have any problem closing in in a game that is not time constrained. The problem is is the deck is slow and your opponents are probably even fucking slower. I've had a lot of issues playing these types of decks at tournaments in the past. And um, I'm known as being a, a relatively slow player. I think I get a lot of flack f- from my friends. No. About that. Uh, I am. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be the something glacier. I don't know what you guys are going to name me, but I'm, I'm a fairly <laughs> deliberate player. But when I play these types of decks, I feel like my opponents take fucking forever. They're like so terrified of what, what you're going to do, if you're going to kill their thing, counter their thing, whatever. The turns take forever. Because <laughs> nobody ever plays a
0: deck for more than one season, so they don't know how to play against decks they haven't played it before.
1: So I feel like I am at risk of going to time and getting IDs of a deck like this, even, <laughs> even if I play at a relatively brisk pace. And so Secure the Waste becomes basically a necessity at that point. And it also gives you some pretty good percentage points against tron too i think giving you the ability to actually turn the corner much much more abruptly than you yeah. normally would which i do like but man this deck's closing speed is just it's like on a time scale completely different than other yeah. decks it can sometimes just burn you out out of nowhere if you get a little too frisky with your life total but a lot of games man you're just like on how the many Teferi. helixes do you have search for his canta plan three three helix three bolt four snaps
0: 3 colonnades, 2 teferies. So that's what? 12, that's 24 damage if you get to fire off snap bolt, snap helix. No. 20, 27. 27 damage. You could do it all with just burn spells. No, that's a lie. Yeah, no. If you hit all 3 lightning bolt, all 3 helix, and then snapcaster 4 of them, then yeah. So... You have 30 yeah.
1: damage available if you do that. That doesn't uh, you can get there. Well, I guess it does. Never mind. Yeah. Um.
0: This do- electrolyzes in there too, right? Oh yes, I'm sorry. There's also oh, two shit. electrolyzes. That's even better. Like two
1: extra damage per electrolyze. Uh, but the reality of the situation is those are almost always all these burn spells are getting pointed yeah. at your opponent's creatures most of the time and clearing the board. And what really kind of ends the game is is to plus search for Scantah. Again, like like we were talking about, you see basically ten cards a, a turn cycle. Um, you are going to find the cards you want to find. You are basically going up 4 cards every turn cycle out of those 10, which is insane. (laughs) It's very difficult to lose at that point. The problem is is you need to leave your mana up to interact with whatever they might be ripping off the top, and your win conditions are not exactly mana efficient at a certain point. (laughs) And while Snapcaster Mage is rather mana efficient, it is also extremely flimsy, and your opponent will probably have dead cards in hand that they can fire off at your your Snappy boys to end things a little faster. Post board, you get some more options with uh Elsperson's champion Ventilla and Click. Uh, you can kind of speed up things, but your game ones can be uh quite long against you an should, opponent that interacts. You should play you. an Ojitai, an Ojitai. Oh, yes, or just like Kevin did, a, a Bang Slayer go. Angel. Uh, that that turned the uh corner quite abruptly <laughs> in our matches or in our match I should say. That card is a 5 mana do nothing the turn you play it though, so not super sold on that one.
0: So if you're worried about a clock against Tron, you should just uh, board in some goblin rival masters, right? Ha!
1: Uh, no. (laughs) Why not? So So good! Uh, If Tron is a big enough share of the meta that you're concerned about boarding in rival masters, you probably should not be playing (laughs) Jeskai. Just play humans.
0: (laughs) Kill them. (laughs) I'm waiting for that goblin deck to show up. That I remember that one deck. that I predicted so, a long that... time ago with Chain Whirler coming out. I think the human versus Tron matchup is actually very—it's—it's it's like multiple layers deep of rock paper scissors. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Like <laughs> first of all, meddling mage is uh
0: yeah. So you you meddling <laughs> mage and you name what you can't really beat. Ugin right. the exactly. spirit dragon. You can't really have a really hard time beating something like Oblivion Stone. You also can't really beat something like Worm Coil Engine, unless you happen to have your Reflector Mage right on time. Even Karn's like pretty annoying. And even Worldbreakers like have Reach to block you down, to slap down your mantis riders and stuff. So most of Tron's big dumb threats are still pretty good against you on the human deck. And so you can meddling mage and name one. Well, if they have something else, then you can get wrecked. Or if they have their worm call engine, but you have the reflector mage, then they can get wrecked. And it's, yeah, it's kind of miserable in some ways. <laughs> yeah. And then the mono green versions are playing things like Thought and th- Thrag Tusks. Like, reflector maging a Thrag Tusk isn't the best thing in the world, <laughs> <laughs> still leaves behind a little Thraglet. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then two turns later, they get to gain five more life. Mm. But if your things line up, then you just just kind of run them into the ground. But yeah, that's my two cents on, on that one. Moving on, on uh, events that you should keep your eye out for is uh, this first first ever SCG Con, Star City Games Con, that'll be happening this weekend, and hopefully we'll get some some cool results they have their like one of the first vintage tournaments like with actual prize support yeah like a big yeah vintage tournament in the u.s in, in, they have in the u.s yeah uh,
1: so that should be they have eternal weekend they have eternal weekend in the states i should yeah
0: clarify that. The, that should be interesting could be cool to look at um and they also just have some fun stuff going on this weekend it's unfortunate that i won't be able to make it out there I'm going to be camping, so I can't even watch it uh-huh. live. Get wrecked. Right. Scrub. <laughs> I'm not going to be an FNM either. Lame. Anyways, let's move on to Slot of the Week, where we tell you about what card we are totally hyped to put in our 75. John, let's start with you. Well, like I just said,
1: I'm not going to be an FNM this week, but I'm going to try to get some games in online if I can make time. And the card I am hyped to get into my deck, Shocker, is Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. I want to do some testing with the Jeskai deck, uh, see how it feels for me. I think it is probably going to be a winner in my book, so I'm pretty hyped to play what is effectively a three-mana Planeswalker on turn five. How about you, Chris? What's your uh, slot of the week? What are you going to be destroying kids with while I'm gone?
0: Well, um, I think I'm just going to keep running it back until I get punished, and... But uh, my slot's gonna be arguably the best tutor in modern. And that is Taloria West. This card, I think, um especially when it was was first printed, I don't think R and D had any idea how 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 good this card was going to be. But the ability to find uh Primal Titans with it, or Engineered Explosives, or Cavern of Souls, or Walking Ballistas, it's It's quite good. It is quite, quite good. Um, Being sorcery speed is pretty lame, but, yeah, just having the the ability to just chain your your Titans together, your tutors to find your tutors to find your tutors to to find Titans, it's pretty, pretty good. And the fact that you can find very powerful utility cards other than Primeable Titans is also incredibly powerful. That is my hyped slot of the week. What about you, Steven? What are you... What card are you going to be playing in Affinity this week? Uh, So actually, now that we have uh, talked a little bit uh, and how you said that Burn isn't amazing, I'm going to try playing Burn, see what that does. Uh, So my slot of the Week is Lightning Bolt. It was going to be Galvanic Blast, but then I decided I don't want to play Affinity this week. I'm going to play Burn this week. And I'm going to play Four Singleses to counteract that human... Grind, Dead human yeah. grind. You know what? I'll probably just end up picking Lightning Bolt or picking up uh, Affinity at the last second, anyways.
1: Chris, you should tell him your story about the the burn player you played against.
0: You mean Eric Frolik? Not
1: that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not the time you got dumpstered. The time you did the dumpster.
0: The time I did the dumpstering. I, I yeah. So it was our I first remember, team, event, right? as the right? the idolon that got stuck in. Like, you bounced an Eidolon? Idle-ons. You bounced an Eidolon, they drew another Eidolon? Yeah, he yeah. had an Eidolon in his hand yeah. already. And I Reflector mage his first Eidolon, so he couldn't play either yeah. of them. And then the next turn, I was like, eh, I'll just name my line with his meddling mage, I don't know. And he had drawn a third Eidolon. Pretty strong. Anyways, that brings us to the end of our cast. Thank you for checking us out and sticking around till the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflux.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflux, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to our awesome podcast, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later!